0: Hey, sweet sister friend, I'm super excited because summer is officially here, and y'all, it is my favorite season. I mean, let's just talk sundresses and flip-flops and tan lines and watermelon. Yes, please, to all of those. All right, so in honor of my favorite time of the year, I'm hosting a little devotional session to help you strengthen your faith as well as your body. So beginning this Friday, June 24th, I'm inviting you to join us for First Fruit Friday. It's a quick little five-minute scripture reading plus a little strength or stretch session to help you get healthier and stronger spirit, soul, and body. So go ahead and set the date on your calendar and join us every Friday in our Facebook group, free and favored. If you are not a part of that yet, I would invite you to come over and join. Super fun little group for us to stay connected and get to, know one, get to know one another beyond the podcast. All right, so go ahead, log on to Facebook, and then join us this Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern for our first Fruit Friday. All right, now grab your pen and paper, and let's get on with the show. Hey, sweet sister friend, welcome back to The Shine With Brandy Show. I'm so glad you're here because today I'm sharing just a few little divine downloads that the Holy Spirit has been speaking to me, not only in this current season right now, but really over the last year. And if you have been here as a Shine With Franny listener for a little while, you may know that I have been kind of taking a little bit of a back burner and really just allowing the Holy Spirit to minister to me in new ways, ways that I've never, ever experienced before. And I'll tell y'all, it is uncomfortable. I feel like I wake up on the TV show Naked and Afraid a lot, (laughs) putting yourself out there um, and really just kind of slowing down and Being present and hearing from the Lord is something that I've done at certain times in my life, but never as an opportunity to try to live like this. So it's different in a lot of ways. But during this time, the Holy Spirit has really just been ministering to my spirit about what it means to live from rest, not striving to rest. And specifically, this has happened over the last few months. And so last year kind of all started when my Aunt Cindy gave me a book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And that really started me on this search and really discovery process. And so as I mentioned, you know, the last few months really have given me an opportunity to really dive into this concept of rest. And so today I just want to share some insights of what I have been learning, what the Holy Spirit has been teaching me. With the hope that at least one of these will resonate with you and perhaps give you a perspective shift or an opportunity for you to further explore and learn what it means to live from a place of rest um, in your own personal life. So I'll kind of do a little bit of a David Letterman countdown, 10 9 8 7 6 5 4 3 2 1. All right, so I would encourage you to grab a pen and paper or at least have your notes section ready to go on your phone um, because I do feel like there's at least one thing in here that will resonate with you. So the first one, number 10, is rest and trust are synonymous. Okay, I'm going to say that again. Rest and trust are synonymous. That to rest is to trust and to trust is to rest. So when you trust God and his plans and his timing, you can rest that he's totally got you. And when you rest and you recognize that, you know, his plans and his timing are perfect, then you have full trust in him. Okay, God, I don't understand it, but I'm trusting you. And so therefore I can rest just like Jesus sat at the right hand of the father and he rested. We can do that too. God, I know that you're sovereign. God, I know that you are omniscient and omnipotent. And therefore, God, my life is in your hands. You are the one who's in full control here, right? That you are in charge of every single thing that is happening. And I need not to worry. So that is the first one. Number nine, I have read a book. I'm in the process of finishing, um, this book called grace over grind by Shea Binds. It's an awesome book. Um, if you are a business owner, a Christian business owner, it's a great book I would highly recommend, but she read, she wrote a line, pardon me, um, that says rest is not something to acquire, but to access. Wow. Because let me just tell you that I don't know about you, but I am oftentimes looking for, you know, a day out or maybe where I'm going to go and have like a little nap or I'm going to take a little vacation or I'm going to shut down my phone for a couple of hours. And it's something I'm looking for and wanting to acquire. But really, Jesus tells us, right, that living with me and in union with me is actually resting. And it goes back to what I just read in number um, 10, that rest and trust are synonymous, that he is rest for our weary souls that he is the one that we come to when we abide in him, that we have full access to the supernatural rest that he provides for us. So I love that. It's not something we're acquiring, but something we are accessing. So we have it in us. We just need to choose it. It's a choice that we make minute by minute, breath by breath. All right. Number eight, sometimes rest involves a removal of a distraction or a vice that might be blocking you from experiencing God. And I don't know about you, but in my own life, like I just mentioned, you know, I've had to literally remove my phone. Sometimes it's people. Okay. It might be a distraction. Um, I had to disable um, some of these settings on my computer because my uh, messages were popping up on my laptop because they're both Mac devices or excuse me, Apple devices. And let me just tell you, those are very distracting. And so sometimes in order for me to go ahead and like literally fall into rest into my work, I have to remove those distractions. So I ask you, Sister Brian, is there something that is perhaps causing you from experiencing God to his fullness? Maybe you're being distracted by it. And remember, good things are not always God things, right? Even things like exercise and Bible studies and people who are serving the Lord, air quote, sometimes can be fully distracted from experiencing God as well. So that might be a great opportunity for you to sit with the Holy Spirit. All right, number seven. All right, this one's a little bit of a fun one because let's just remember y'all, Jesus took naps and he ate bread. Okay, so maybe something you know for some of you it might be as simple as going ahead and slowing down, and taking a nap, and maybe ditching your keto plan for a little while. Like, okay, I'm just gonna allow my body to rest in this. I know that last year one of the challenges we did was where we rested from the scale, from weighing ourselves on the scale. Let me tell you how liberating that was, and how liberating it still is. Where I don't daily do my weigh-ins, or after I go to the bathroom, or after I go for a run and do some sweat. And I mean, it is so liberating to just be at a place of rest, of like, you know what, God. I'm not looking for an ideal body weight. I'm looking for you, the ideal body of Christ. I want to be the ideal body of Christ that you've designed for me to be. So Jesus took naps and ate bread, so maybe you should too, okay? Number six, Jesus' life was busy, all right? He had a lot to accomplish in his three short years of ministry. So don't think that there is, that Jesus wasn't busy or that he didn't have an agenda But what we need to make sure that we recognize is that we don't need to hurry through our agenda. We can have a full life. We can have things that we need to get done and accomplished, but there's not a single time where we see Jesus running in scripture. And there's not a single time where we don't see Jesus stop to minister to someone, to heal someone, to hear their story. He never missed that opportunity to be a blessing to someone who crossed his path. So he had a very busy and full life but he did not miss opportunities to stop and bless other people. So I pray that might be an encouragement for somebody who's listening today who might feel like they're wearing the badge of busy or the badge of busyness as an honor that we need to go ahead and say, okay, yeah, life might be very full and it might be very busy, but maybe I need to slow down and see the people who are in front of me that God has entrusted to me or who's placed in my path deliberately to bless and to love up on today. Number five. Rest does not always require quiet. All right. I'm just going to tell you that you can have rest when you're sitting in the middle of traffic. You can have rest when there are kids screaming and dogs barking at the guy, you know, dropping off the Amazon package at the front door, you can have rest in those moments, but I will tell you, it is so much easier to hear the still small voice of God. When you carve out deliberate time to hear from him to allow your soul to be at rest, to allow your body to be at rest, to close your eyes, to place your hands upon your lap, to take a few minutes to journal. It's much more difficult to do that when you are in the midst of carpool and when you're in the midst of, you know, racing to Costco to pick up the run, you know, the the grocery store run and whatever. So it doesn't always have to require quiet. However, it does give you an opportunity to hear the Lord more clearly. Number four, This is fascinating to me, y'all. In that book, Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, this really spoke to me because I can attest to that this is true for me, but the average American touches their phone 2,617 times a day, all right? Ask yourself, okay, am I touching it that frequently? Y'all, that is way more than there are minutes in the day. There are 1,440 minutes a day. So if you're scrolling through and you're swiping through and you're tagging and liking and commenting and posting, that's several times a minute you're doing that, right? We don't even realize how fast we're going through our lives. So imagine, sweet sister friend, if you prayed even half of those times of those touch points of your phone, right? If you cut that in half and said, okay, 1,300 times, if I stopped and I prayed, thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I love you. Lord, I adore you. Imagine not even a millisecond of a prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So ask yourself, am I being distracted with things like my phone, with things like social media, with things, even again, good things. They might be devotionals that are popping up on your phone and in your text messages. What if you really use those as opportunities to pray? All right. Number three, even when you're tempted, sorry, not even when you're, well, I guess it could be for you too. But even when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, he never yelled at the devil he kept his calm. And let me tell you, sometimes that's hard. When people cut me off in traffic, sometimes I'm not nice. (laughs) My pre-saved self comes out sometimes. But Jesus clearly and plainly spoke God's word right back to the devil. And he showed him who was in control. He showed him who was boss. And so how are you letting your emotions get the best of you so that the enemy knows that he has you right where he wants you? So I ask you, because when you live and operate from a place of rest, And when you're in a season, maybe a, you know, a winter season or a wilderness season that you're not yelling back at him. You're not yelling at your children, not yelling at your husband, not angry with your coworker or gossiping about somebody, Lord, I trust you. I know that Lord, you're doing a work in me. And it tells me in Philippians one, six, that you will complete it until the day that Jesus returns. So I'm not going to let this go ahead and ruffle my feathers. I'm not going to worry for one more second about not that, about not having that job or one more second about, and you fill in the blank that we can come and we can sit at the feet of Jesus and we say, you know what? You already died on the cross for that. And you resurrected so that that is in me. All right. Number two, when you abide in Christ, you rest in his love. So I love that. I started off by saying, you know, rest and trust are synonymous. Abiding is also very similar in that when you're abiding in him, just like it tells us in John 15, you're literally attached, you're woven, you're bound together in him. And even in, in, in the pruning season, You're resting in his process, that he's cutting back and trimming things out of your life that no longer serve a purpose, that are not going to help you grow to your fullness and to your full potential of who he's designed you to be. So when you are completely abiding in the Lord, you're resting and knowing that even the, the hard and hurtful places where he might be you know, trimming those edges and polishing those rough edges, that that is when you can totally just allow yourself to just rest in him. Lord, I trust you. And lastly, y'all is number one. And there's a reason why, sister friend, we call this a walk with God. It's not because we are not running with God, right? We might be running towards God and going fast. However, we are walking with the Lord. He goes slowly. And if we think about 1 Corinthians 13, the very first attribute of love is love is patient. God is love and God is patient. He is patient. Oh, so patient with us, sister friend. And he wants us to slow down. He wants us to just go ahead and put our hand and put our, excuse me, yeah, put our hand in his hand, rest our face on his shoulder and just curl up and just allow him to love up on us. Love is patient. Love is kind. So allow yourself to be and to just be still with the Lord. Allow that place of rest to be the place from which you operate each and every day of your life. Sister friend, I am by no means an expert on rest. I'm just telling you some of the things that the Holy Spirit has been revealing to me and teaching me and showing me. And I pray that this also um, blesses you. Um, If it does, please let me know. I love hearing from you guys. If there was one in particular, um, if also you think it might be a blessing for someone else, please share it with him or her. I always love um, knowing that you guys share this with other people because it blesses you. It might bless one because we know God is in the two for one business. All right, sweet sister friend, if this did bless you, let me know franny at shinewithfranny.com. and you can also tag me on social. You can just go ahead and take a screenshot of this and then put it in your stories or on your page or whatever and just put shine with Franny. I will gladly go ahead and share the love and I love putting faces to names um, and listeners. I can see how many people download. I can see how many people listen, but I don't know who y'all are. So I would love to hear from you. All right. Until next time, sweet sister, keep on shining.